0: everybody, Zach Rosenblatt here, NJ.com. I'm here at MetLife Stadium with Mike K. The Eagles broke their losing streak, lost two in a row. They won a game on the road against the Giants in the NFC East. What was the score? (laughs) 34 to 13. Like their their offense woke up, and if they feel like they're back on track, even if the Giants aren't a very good team, but they they come out they can come out of this game feeling pretty good about themselves.
1: Yeah, they won. They won convincingly. This was a game where everything kind of stacked up for them. I mean the only takeaways that were negative were Sidney Jones leaving in the second quarter with a hamstring injury and Jake Elliott missing a 54-yard field goal, which is really difficult to make in these conditions anyway. So I think if you're the Eagles, you come away from from this victory feeling some buzz, feeling some some rhythm. Um, I thought the running backs played well. I thought the corner backs played well. This was an opportunity for them to kind of prove that they deserve to be out there, and I think – everybody delivered in some form or fashion
0: yeah I think it is important to temper expectations slightly because I think it's pretty clear the Giants are the worst team in the NFC East they're bad but like the offense over the first five weeks of the season just like did not look like itself at least not I shouldn't say itself because it's a new season but it didn't look like the team that we saw last year on offense They had a lot of injuries a lot of problems they generally looked pretty good you didn't see many mistakes on offense I mean Zach Ertz got shut down in air quotes, but he had a touchdown. Like, if that's a bad game from Zach Ertz, you're okay with yourself. And the offensive line played much better. Uh, Jason, Peter, you, you, Jason Peters going down isn't ideal, and he clearly is not. A, he's not as good as he was. Like, that's just a, a reality. We, we can get into that in a little. Well, bit. Well, you, but, I mean, you're entitled I, and, to aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he, he he can't seem to get through games, and he hurt his bicep this time. He said after the game that he was okay, but you hear that after games all the time. We'll find out more this week. Vita was fine when he went in there. I didn't see him make many mistakes as he usually do, usually notice him making mistakes right away. Uh, but, but yeah, generally like a lot of the problems they'd been having, they didn't really have tonight. And I think that that helps them. They're one and one in the division, aren't they? Technically in first place in the division now.
1: They're tied. Oh, uh, tied. because they're they're at 500 and three and, then wa- 3. and then Washington's only played 4 games and they're at 2 and 2. So technically they are tied. Um, that said, look we can talk about the Giants being a really bad team, but the sign of a good team is blowing out a bad team. And so I think that's the room for optimism. We can downplay it all we want, but they made some plays in this game that, you know, they're not just, you know, luck plays. The, the Jordan Hicks breaking up that pass and it ricocheting and going to Camus, that, that's a heads-up play. Nelson Aguilar making a huge catch uh, when the ball was seemingly almost destined for Landon Collins. Carson Wentz called it a blessing from above that he was able to make that play. The cross-body throw to, to Alshon Jeffrey for a touchdown. These are plays that are being made based on talent and and football understanding, and I think that that should be acknowledged.
0: I think you, you mentioned a couple of these plays, but I think two plays in particular kind of just indicated this was going to be a different game, and they both came pretty close together. The first one was that Camu gruzier hill interception. I think Jordan Hicks deflected it. And he made a really good play on the ball, and Gruzier-Hill... You know, got a lot of the the fun out of that play. And the, the Eagles hadn't been forcing turnovers recently. They were one of the worst teams in terms of forcing mm-hmm. turnovers and then scoring off turnovers. And then, so they they went two plays. They didn't gain any yards, really. Third and long, which they've been struggling with this year, in the red zone, which they've been struggling with this year. And then Carson Wentz, he, he gets some time. He gets some time. He goes out to the right. He throws it across his body to the middle of the field to Alshon Jeffrey, who had been double-covered and, like, burst from the other side of the field and got a touchdown. And it, it you kind of just felt in that moment that it was going to be a good game for them because that that wasn't a. I mean, they've they've made some good plays on offense, but that was just a play they had not making. The timing of it, the situation. You know, Austin Jeffrey clearly is back. He was stellar tonight. Uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, I, this is the most you can say that he's looked like his old self, his MVP form. He he was really good tonight. I think he had a 111 passer rating, three touchdowns. Through for seventy, through for seventy-two
1: <laughs> percent, which 72%, in a rain mean? game when you're throwing thirty-six passes, like that's in impre- like. So we talked to Mike Groh a couple of weeks ago, and he said the ideal completion percentage for a quarterback would be seventy percent, which is really ideal, but it's not very like likely to happen. Carson's st- completing over sixty-five percent of his passes this year, that's up pretty high for him, and I think. Carson, this team's only gonna go as far as Carson goes, and Carson's had some up and down games. This was all the way up, as you said. Yeah, and I will say before we start breaking down the Eagles'
0: pie position like we always do, Saquon Barkley is legit. Like mm-hmm. that was as clear as ever. You know, they they had trouble tackling him, and I don't know how much that has to do with them poor form or just him just being hard to, t- to tackle. I like, I asked Nigel Batum about that. He's like, I mean, he's just. He's just a load. He's tough to bring down. He's fast. He comes out of the backfield. He can catch. He can run. I think he he finished with over 200 total yards mm-hmm. of offense and three plays of 40 yards or more. Like you don't you that can't happen generally. But when he's the only one doing anything for them, because Eli Manning clearly just has no business being a starting quarterback in the in the league. Yeah,
1: if this game doesn't get him benched, I, I don't know. But who are they putting in? Kyle Lelota. I mean, <laughs> you want to save your Alex job? Alex Tanny. Yeah, it's not I mean, these guys. Yeah. I mean, those are the only two guys.
0: They, like, I don't know if those two are going to be any better. But you're, Odell Beckham, he—it's not even his fault, really. He's—he has no. There's nowhere to like. He's not getting the ball in a good
1: spot. That said, he didn't have a great game. He didn't have a great game. But part of the reason why he didn't have a great game. Ronald Darby played the best game he's played sure. maybe as an Eagle. I was
0: thinking that the whole he had
1: night. he had four pass breakups in this game. Jordan uh, Jalen Mills played very well as well. He had one big play he gave up to Cody Latimer, but yeah, right. Then, but, then that, but I mean, that's going to happen. Nobody Cornerbacks really get beat. Like, I know. That's I know. The, no, I know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> off after you. I'm, corners get beat all the yeah. time, like drums. Like they get beat. <laughs> I, I. I. Like there's this concept. There's this perception that because Ronald Darby gives up a big play or Jalen Mills gives up one, one big play is okay. Especially with the, how aggressive this team plays when you give up the multiple plays and you got all the PIs, that's when you can criticize. That's when you, that's when you can say, Hey, there's something wrong. But for the most part, I thought the cornerbacks played very well in this game, especially with so many moving parts. You know, honestly, I thought this was Malcolm Jenkins' worst game since I covered the team. He whiffed on a lot of tackles, most of them against Saquon. And to put a bow on Saquon, for him to do all that he was doing without the passing game help, or blocking, the or blocking, like this kid's unreal. He's this really is gonna, good. this guy's gonna be a problem in this league for a really long time. I wasn't like I, I'm a, I was a believer. Like I thought he was good. I didn't think he was this good. And he really played. Like I, I covered the game against the Jaguars that week one, um, and he was great at, at points. This was like an all-time showing. Like this was really impressive. You can say what you want about the missed tackles; he made them miss those tackles. He's he's phenomenal. He's they're going to be seeing him a lot over the next few. Like we're going to Yeah, Malcolm Jenkins. Pick- Did he say that? Yeah, Malcolm. He said that's going to be an interesting matchup for the for the next couple I mean, of years. In theory, he'll just keep getting better. It's just a matter of the team they have. Like,
0: I mean, we're not going to get into this debate right now, and I'm sure you probably agree with me too. Like, the, uh, he can be amazing. They still made the wrong draft pick. Mm-hmm. Like they should have picked a quarterback. Running like, backs maybe that more clear.
1: Than today, running backs maybe like the. I don't want to put a number on it, but it's it's pretty it, low down there in terms of yeah, priorities uh, in the first round and, and and the ability to to bring in an, like we here let's start off, let's start off we'll, we'll get to Carson again, but let's start while we're on the topic running of backs. running back because running back was the talk of the town this week and it still will be and it still will be so before the game, Howie Roseman talked to Corey Clement and you know Corey said hey don't go out and get another running back we got this. And how he was like, okay, prove it. And Corey felt like he did. I will say Corey is a really good red zone back. He's a really good receiving back. If they had uh, Legarrette Blunt, I think they'd be fine. If that does that make sense? Like they're missing like that 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 third guy. I mean, maybe Josh Adams could be that guy, but they they clearly didn't
0: play him tonight.
1: Right? They they didn't really use him. So um, Smallwood, I think, has played really really well. And I think if you have a three running back committee that's sometimes better than having one guy or two guys he shouldn't be getting 18 carries yeah there's absolutely no reason for that now that's why i think tevin coleman makes a ton of sense
0: that's why i think a guy like go smaller scale than someone like legarrett blunt maybe not him specifically but i'm yeah i mean if if the lions are willing to give him up but there's there's veterans around the league you can get for cheap and i think I have a feeling that's the direction how he's gonna go.
1: Sure, I he's mean not running
0: back. I think they might make moves at other positions too, honestly. But I think I, I think back, this I think this
1: team badly needs somebody at safety. Like yeah. there's no you're limiting Malcolm Jenkins so much, but we'll get into that yeah, later yeah, in yeah. the show. But yeah, so
0: running. I mean, how would you eva- so Clement looked really. I mean, he was limited, but uh, he he was limited. Like they they limited his uh, play count today, and he so he only got 11 carries. He did get three catches there were stretches where he wasn't playing so i think it was probably tough for him to get into a groove but he looked really good when he got get, got the opportunity i thought
1: from a pitch count standpoint i feel like like that was a word that was usually used i think yeah. i think they were just monitoring their series like a lot of them like clement would get a series or you know whoever would get a series so um look i thought Cle- clement clement plays really well when he gets like 20 snaps. You know what I mean? Like he's not a guy that you want having for like forty to fifty snaps of him being the focus. Uh I gave them a B in my in my report card. Look, they were given a tough task on a short week. Clement hadn't played in two weeks. Um you know Wendell and him are Wendell and him are very similar running backs. And that's sometimes tough, because you can't always compliment each other if you do the same thing. So it's thunder and thunder It's instead of thunder and lightning. Well, to put it in simple terms, if, if you and I write the same story, we're not complimenting each other. You know what I mean? So, look... They need a power back. And I don't know how they get it. Maybe it's Orleans Darquois. Maybe it's maybe it's some guy they sign, but Legar Blunt to me would be the ideal dude, especially from a from a leadership standpoint, which I I think is still a concern offensively. Now moving on to that, let's get back to Carson. Stellar. Stellar. I gave him an A. Um Is that the highest grade you can get? Yeah, unless you like throw for five touchdowns and and, you know, Hosted Bar Mitzvah in the same <laughs> afternoon. Man, he, uh, I don't I don't know if he'd be a great fit hosting Bar Mitzvah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Tariq Cohen would be though. Oh, that was a great video. Yeah, Google, that was shout, about Tariq shout, Cohen. Yeah, shouts Jewish. to Bleacher <laughs> report on that one. Um so listen, a lot of people don't realize how tough it is to throw to wide open wide receivers. That throw to Zach Ertz in the back of the end zone. Zach Ertz ran the nastiest corner route. I mean, it was really to perfection. Got wide open. He he was making throws when you could see guys were wide open, and receivers and tight ends got open a lot in this game. I I you know I don't know what that says about the Giants secondary outside of uh, Landon Collins, but he was making some throws. He was making some big boy throws in this game, and the conditions weren't weren't that great. Um, they didn't really spread the ball out a lot. I mean he really limited it to just three guys. That he mainly targeted outside of the running backs. I mean, eight guys got targets. Totally. Right? Yeah, sure. But like when you really look, I mean, Jordan Matthews didn't catch on till early. Um, Goddard made, didn't get even, his catch. L- yeah, till late. Sorry, till late. <laughs> catch on until the beginning. Till early. That's gonna but, be the name of my first album. Till early. I will say
0: he has. He has to thank Aguilar for, like, at least 30 of those yards because of yeah. uh, the play where – I mean, you mentioned it before. He said he could thank above. I think he should just thank Nelson because it had more to do with Nelson adjust. because I think somebody either hit his arm or it got tipped. And, get tipped. And so Nelson, who was being covered, ran back towards the ball right. and made a great catch and then got some extra yards. I, I, I tweeted this earlier in the game. Like, he, he showed today, like – the flashes that we saw from him during the summer and early in the season whereas we didn't see that the last couple of weeks maybe like that that dude has like star level ability and he did he like showed his like his elusivity his ability to get yards after the catch like he's he, got he's s- a legitimate weapon
1: he's got to stop with the spin move though yeah, he's yeah. going to get killed I said
0: the on it might have been on the deflection catch or maybe it was his uh his long 58 yard one but he he, like, did a spin move, but he, like, did it, like, towards the defender. And I was like, it's like when you're in Madden you spin and they go the wrong way and you get and you get really
1: mad and you get tackled, like, when you didn't want to. When it,
0: If they spun the other way, they would have been fine.
1: <laughs> as a former Jaguars beat writer, I can tell you Leonard Fournette does that all the time and it never works and he gets stopped at the line of scrimmage. But, yes, uh, yes. He, he's, he was awesome. The receivers, I mean, we mentioned Alshon. Do,
0: I mean, we talked about this before he came back, and we've talked about it since he came back. It's just so obvious how much of an impact he makes on this offense, especially in the red zone. Uh, he he almost, like, powered his way into the end zone on one catch, and then on the next play, he got a one-yard touchdown. It, he th- he's one of the best red zone receivers in the NFL. He already has three touchdowns. I believe all three are in the red zone. I'm not 100% on that, but...
1: Um, yes. Because I think his other one was... So yeah, because the other one was a palming. He's played three yeah.
0: games. He already has three touchdowns. I think I saw somebody tweet that he has, like, like, some, something, like a touchdown in his last, like, ten games in a row or something. Like, or not ten games in a row, but he has, like, ten touchdowns in the last ten. Like, something along those lines. and It's really impressive. And he's just... I think he's proving that he is that number one receiver that they're paying him for paying him to be
1: yeah my concern with him is the consistency, and I th- saw it last year too. He's not a guy that's gonna have like several big games in a row. you're gonna have the game like you saw last week um where he kind of disappeared in stretches, so again, positives the offensive line was kind of up and down. I give him a c plus they were banged up they were. Jason Peters had a really terrible start to this game. Was just allowing pressure regularly. Uh, Lane Johnson actually had a pretty good game, all things considered. He's been he around all day. So he was, was. I think he was in a lot of pain. A source, I, a source told me that he was, uh, he was. It was a fatigue issue. He wasn't. He didn't re-aggravate the injury. He just at, at that point it was a blowout. And they. I, I am
0: curious to see. I mean, he has a little uh, some extra time to get ready for the Panthers game since it was a Thursday game. But I am curious to see how this next week plays out with him. If he practices, because he, he did, I mean, he even admitted before the game to some reporters that, like, he he was playing because they needed him to mm-hmm. play it today, so I'm curious. And they did see, need him. And so I'm just curious to see how he's feeling a week from now, if he played on that, if he made it worse or whatever. Well, you know that more in the days after than the immediate aftermath, so I'm, I am curious to see what he'll look like over the next week or so, but that'll well, be something to watch. I'm
1: actually interested to see Isaac Somalo at right tackle. He blocked very well against the run, I mean for the run this this week he had that that's a thing that he has done relatively well throughout his career pass blocking he could be better, but look they were they're out there playing with with a ton of different bodies chance warmac even got in the game for a minute like this offensive line's banged up, and they could be better, but for for today they were passable
0: i mean. So they—they—I forget what the exact total was, but they'd given up a lot of quarterback hits. And right, sacks and today I think it was weeks, five. They gave up five quarterback hits and one sack. Like that—that's really good. That's like such an improvement over really the entire season. They didn't really have a week where they didn't give up a lot of either of those. Statistics. There
1: was a lot of pressure, so I think some of it's a little yeah, bit yeah, misleading. But sure, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: But I mean, just on paper, that you can tell—it's clear that they had a better game. Uh, there wasn't as that much running room, but. And Carson Wentz wasn't running for his life as much. He was at points, and he did get hit probably too much. But, I mean, you, you, I think you can come away feeling a little bit better about
1: the offensive line, especially if
0: Samalo can be, like, a, a piece.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. From that end, let's go to the defensive line. Really strong pass rushing night for them another early dominance for michael bennett michael bennett is a really good player first Still, first
0: quarter especially he's like the best first quarter defensive end in the league yeah, he, yeah he's
1: a i mean look chris long didn't get any stats he was everywhere tonight he had a qb hit yeah he, okay so fletcher cox is is a is a monster um 13 quarterback hits today and four sacks one of them from destiny vallejo
0: yeah, that's when
1: you know the day is going <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's
0: O-line. Nate Solder is really bad, by the way. Yeah, oh, he was Man, bad. The- is he the most overpaid player in the league right now? Like, Close. Well, I up. mean, they didn't really have a lot of options. <laughs> I, mean, I understand it, but, yeah. they needed to do it, but, like,
1: he looked bad. We're watching people, just side note, we're watching people throw to imaginary, like, imaginary, or catch imaginary passes. It's very weird. They're doing it on the field after the game. Maybe it's and something. It's raining for- out still. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so moving on, let's talk, well, it, here's yeah, the how, thing, how we, I it, the defensive line. There was a Winter lot Dox of is
0: great again, right. The
1: there was a lot of running room in this game, though, yep, for Saquon. Was. So I gave them a B. Um, they brought the pass rush up, but they also allowed 137 rushing yards and a touchdown. Linebackers. M- linebackers. Now we talked about the Hicks, uh, uh, Grusher Hill play. That was obviously a highlight, but they did give up a lot of, yards. A lot of rushing yards. Yeah. Um, they whiffed on some tackles too. Nigel Bradham though had a nice night. He had a sack. Um but he was also in really poor posi- he took a really poor angle to Saquon Barkley on that 50-yard rushing touchdown. Moving on from there, look, we look, we talked about the corners. I give him an A for today. They were they, good. Odell Beckham had six catches for 44 receiving I mean, that, yards right there. That, that's, that, that's a that's a victory. I mean, I barely noticed Sterling Shepard until the the, yeah. the end of the third I quarter. I mean, you mentioned Darby
0: was great. I one thing I've noticed, even in their games where they've struggled, Darby and Mills like just turn it up a notch and they get in the red zone. Yeah. Look at it. A lot of the touchdowns they've given up in the red zone weren't really them. Not, I'm not that's not like a hundred percent, but like Jalen Mills in particular, because of his size, I think it helps him a bit, and and probably because they're playing up again, they're playing a little closer to them in the yeah, in, in, when they're in the end. Zone. Well, they can There's use them. the sidelines. Yeah, really that's them what I'm A lot better so, as opposed to the thing where they back up all the way. But I mean you. I know everybody wants to criticize Jalen Mills, but at some point they you have to acknowledge that he he is a he can be really good. He can if he can be more consistent, like he could be a Pro Bowler. But he's just not consistent.
1: On that note, <laughs> this position he probably should be playing long term: yeah, safeties. A lot, a lot to talk about in that area. So yeah. Rasul Douglas comes in. You think he's well, going to play after? Uh, right after Sidney as we mentioned, Sydney Jones uh, came so out they with did a hamstring. Yes, yeah, so they did some shuffling. Avante Maddox, who started a free safety moved to his natural slot corner position. Rasul Douglas, you thought he was going to play nickel. Nope, I'm going to play free safety. He was in a really terrible positioning on the Saquon Barkley. like Bradham and and Douglas were the reason why Barkley was able to pretty much go unencumbered to a 50-yard touchdown. Outside of that, though, I thought he played relatively well. He seemed pretty receptive. He knew where he was going. I spoke to him after the game. You spoke to him after the game. He's got a lot of confidence, and I asked him if he thought that that if If free safety could be a long-term thing for him, and he said it's up to, you know, Udlin and and Schwartz and all those guys, this group um, overall has a lot of confidence in each other. And I think that that's something that kind of goes unnoticed when everybody's bashing the cornerbacks or whoever's filling in for Rodney McLeod or when Rodney McLeod has a bad game. Look, this secondary played well. I, I I know Eli didn't play very well, but the secondary did. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins probably had, like I said, had probably one of his worst nights uh, as an Eagle. Let's talk about special teams. What did you see on special teams?
0: I think DeAndre Carter, he's just locked in right now. I mean, he he has yeah. big returns both punt and kick. Um, just seeing him do that makes me. We've talked about this. It makes me wonder why Kamar Aiken is still on the roster. Like, what is he bringing to the table at this point? But I mean that that's a topic for something right. else but, so, but but DeAndre Carter looked really good. Jake Elliott missed a 52, four, 54 yarder which he was knocking down last he apparently he, he can't make long field goals anymore which is not great because that that's kind of his purpose here. Uh, right. And Cameron Johnson was probably inconsistent but he had some good he had some good punts. I
1: thought this was I thought this was probably his best game that I had covered yeah. um the the one that got down within the 9 yard line was, was a good. really impressive punt. Um I mean it was rainy conditions. Yeah. Too. yeah, so car, you bring up Carter at a 23-yard return and 19-yard return. On a screen. Look. When you're like sixth option, sixth or seventh option in the offense is playing really well in special teams, that is a big boost for you. Um I think overall, spe- this was the best special teams game of the year, easily.
0: It'd be nice for Elliot to make one of those long ones.
1: Sure, yeah, you know, with kickers, they say every single attempt is the same. You kick the ball the same way every single time, but for some reason, you know, he's improved his accuracy in the sh- in the short range game which he struggled with last year and it's just his long game's gone
0: he like wouldn't miss from long range last year like it's crazy kickers are like that i guess but yeah and all right we're clearly pretty happy with the way the special teams i mean let's talk about coaching yeah i was gonna say coaching because that we were pretty critical of doug peterson last week i think rightfully so uh one of the biggest points of contention in recent weeks was the lack of a run pass balance Mm -hmm. there was there really was a balance this week they had Let's see. They had that happens when you when you're leading thirty one runs and thirty six passes. Yeah, when you're winning, if if you look at their wins from including this year and last year, when they had the balance, they tended to win, especially if it was effective. (laughs) Like, and I mean, he called a good game. Like, I didn't. There wasn't any glaring like weird things he did
1: tonight. I I thought
0: Jim Schwartz called a heck of a game too.
1: I thought Jim Schwartz put his guys in position to win. He showed a little bit of. willingness to uh, adapt a little. The, the corners were playing a little bit closer. Overall, I, I, I thought this was a really well-coached game. I thought they made the right calls when they did. There was a time where they had an opportunity to go for it on fourth down in their own red zone uh, towards the end of the game, and or towards the, the end of the half, and they ended up not going for it, but then kicked a field goal. Look, I, I, think, I think this team needed a win like this sometimes you need just need to beat the bricks off a bad team and that's kind of what jump starts your confidence that was a really com- everybody wanted to talk in that locker room everyone um so look do you take this momentum and you move forward you're going to watch all these games sunday washington's gonna fi- uh, who does washington play i think i believe they play Carolina i think they play carolina well that and that um that's oh, you pa- just had it on the screen there, no, we're good. bud. Yeah, they play the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are. Or, you can take this to the bank. I think the Panthers are going to beat the bricks off of them. I mean, uh, that'll be a good opportunity for the Eagles to learn about the Panthers. Right. Too. And then the Cowboys play the the uh, Jaguars. That's going to be a really tough matchup. They're especially with. The, the when, next two Eagles opponents, too. Right. So you're going to get to study both those teams. I don't think Carolina is a scary matchup for this Eagles team, though they need to tackle better if they're going to want to uh, shut down Christian McCaffrey, who's and been... And Cam Newton. And Cam Newton. Well, they've always played relatively well against Cam, at least from a, his mobility standpoint. Now, his arm, he can do some things. Um, it's also a slower wide receiver group, which kind of helps the Eagles' corners in a way. That said, this team needs to get healthy. They've got... Thir- uh, how many days now? they got 10 days now to, to kind of... Heal up and get They'd, on the mend. I mean, there's technically they could get back
0: Tim Jernigan and or Maragos. I'm not sure they'll get back either of them yet, but they are technically eligible to come off the injured list. So there's at least like, you know, a little glimmer in the future that maybe they get a little right. depth back on defense because they could really use Jernigan. I don't. I don't know if. It'll, He'll ever be the same player. He he wasn't. He was already inconsistent. His back injury is bad enough that he hasn't even been out in the practice field. Like he he's a ways away from returning to form. But mm-hmm. they need depth at that position. They need depth at safety.
1: Well, and if you're a Matt Collins guy, you know you're only a couple of weeks away from him. Richard co- Rodgers, so yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I
0: mean, they only get to take two off the injured reserve, right? And a lot of guys. On there. And and
1: if if Mike Wallace's fractured fibula heals well, I would imagine he would be one, and then they'd pick another guy. Um, Darren Sproles, 10 days to recover. Maybe this is the the week that we end up... kind of implied he's close. I mean,
0: I feel like they've been saying that for
1: a while, but Um, I'm not
0: sure what Sproles is going to give you anymore, to be honest, but it can't hurt to have him there.
1: Yeah, and and the thing is... But here's the thing. They have sacrificed so many numbers on defense to keep Sproles in in the lineup. On the roster. uh, Keep other guys on the roster. Look... Kamara Aiken's probably guy number fifty-three because they really seemingly like yeah. Matt Pryor and Jordan. Uh, I feel like Josh Malata. Adams
0: m- might get sent sent back to the practice squad at some point. Though. Yeah, they're,
1: they're, I mean if they trade for somebody, yeah, I think that's a fair Especially possibility. With him not playing today, I think that
0: maybe that might have even been like part of it. So he's not getting a little more appeal at other teams or something. Uh,
1: uh, uh, Josh Adams, though, um, actually made a play that will never actually see the light of day. Uh, the the opening kickoff where that the, you thought there was a fumble, Josh Adams jumped on that ball and recovered it. There but go. there you go. Uh, no Sheldon Gibson tonight. Oh, what I didn't, say I didn't you? Think of
0: that. Yeah, that's. I mean, they didn't need him clearly, but he's
1: their deep threat. Like I, I kind of, I kind of. I mean. But part of me is kind of like, maybe it's good that he's like unpacked every now and then. Like you, there's this. I I say this to my wife about um like certain things. Like, you're not supposed to eat lobster every single day. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, he, he has one route. The guy has one route. So, it's like, if you're going to use it, use it when Did it's, he run it at all tonight? I honestly wasn't paying attention <laughs> uh, to that. Him specifically. The the po- this podcast
0: is up, we'll know better. But. Right, yeah.
1: So, uh, the lights keep on going on and off. Trying to get us to yeah, leave. Yeah, and, nope. Oh, should we take that as a... Should we take that as a uh, sign? Goodbye. Well, on that note... <laughs> I think it's a good spot to end uh, on. Yeah, you've listened to the No Huddle podcast. The No Huddle Show. The No Huddle Show podcast. <laughs> Give them your shtick. Go for <laughs> my, it. My spiel, if you will. Yeah, uh, th- thank
0: you guys for listening. Uh, as always, as I always say, make sure you subscribe. We're on all the apps iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter. Read all of our content at slash Eagles. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you back in the next